You're listening to the Soul Ties Podcast with Kenyon and Takar Martin, counselors and authors of Journey to Freedom, The Soul Ties Detox. We bring awareness to toxic relationships, promote singles growth, and support couples strengthening. Here on the Soul Ties Podcast, we answer your emails, DMs, and live questions. So join us every week on Facebook Live Thursday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern, where you can connect with us on air. Send us your questions through Facebook Messenger or visit us at askthemartins.com. Now, let's get into today's episode. This episode of the Soul Ties Podcast has been brought to you by the Soul Ties Detox. Are you trying to get over a devastating divorce, bad breakup, or a toxic relationship, but feel like there is an addictive like pull that keeps you connected to them? Do you find yourself fed up with their behavior and the cycles of them hurting you? You make the decision to move forward, but you somehow end up right back in their grip and under their toxic influence every time. You need to learn about a new process that helps you to first understand why you can't seem to break free from them and then gives you the step-by-step plan of action to disconnect and begin to heal from the damage they've done to you. A step-by-step plan of freedom, peace, and a road to healthy relationships. The official Soul Ties Detox program will take you on a journey from heartbreak to wholeness while also helping you regain your self-image and control from the people who have constantly been hurting you. To learn more, visit thesoultiesdetox.com today. Now, let's get into today's episode. Jump right on in. Jump okay. right on in, yeah. You go ahead and read that, and I'll get, go ahead and square things up over here. Give me one. You go ahead. You do your thing, babe. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll go ahead and read this letter. Y'all always say, pray my strength in the Lord, because I can't see very good, but God is still good. Um, So. Hey, question- didn't you go to the altar? For, you didn't even ask for it, I didn't you? ask God for healing from my eyesight. I asked him for something else. <laughs> I'm just be honest. Um, Okay. So hello, Kenyon and Takara. I'm hoping that you can answer this question for me. It's pretty sensitive. I have been married for a lot of years and I found out within the last year that my husband has been cheating on me for the past few years. The beginning of this year, I found out that I have HSV one and HSV two. I am devastated. I have been dedicated to the Lord for about the past six years, and we haven't been on the same page regarding doing it together. It's like we have different lives. Due to his past incidents, I decided to divorce him if we can't put God in the center of our marriage. I'm heartbroken and I feel betrayed. I love marriage, and now my most recent medical report, and now to my most recent medical report, I am not sure how to deal sorry how to date or deal with telling people who possibly want to date me about this problem i can deal with rejection but not this kind of rejection what do i do thank you in advance amen hey that's good that's a very good question one of the things i want to say to car before we jump into this question i want to of course we keep all everyone's names confidential and we try to keep all details away she allowed us to say at least those few details right um but one thing i want to say if she's tuned in right now because she's been waiting for a couple weeks so i apologize that's the first thing we want to say we apologize but the second thing we want to say is thank you 
thank you for having the courage yes. to ask a question like that. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. There are a lot of people who are dealing with that circumstance right now. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to speak on it because you're afraid of the uh, being ostracized socially. Um, you're, you're afraid of being rejected. You're afraid of what it means for you and for your future in a relationship. Yes. yes. But because you had the courage to reach out and ask us that question, we can respond to not just you, but those who are here right now listening who has the same issue. And we know that there are. And so we want to make sure that if you're suffering, you can, you can do that in, in the privacy of in comfort of your own home, but understand that someone, this angel here, was able to speak up so that you can get the answer yeah. that you need dealing with this particular situation. So let's go ahead and summarize the letter. I know it was a kind of a long letter and it had a lot of moving parts. So let's summarize it so that we can get the timeline right so you can understand what's going on. What happened was she was married for a few years. Right. Right. Or a lot of years. She's been married a lot of years. Let's put two decades on it. That's about 20 years can help. Let's, okay. Yeah, let's say that. Recently, within the last decade, we'll say around the last 10 years, she was saved. So she found Christ within the last 10 years. Congratulations. Awesome. Amen. Um, that, that's something that, that deserves a round of applause there. Now, during that same time period, he was cheating. Now, she didn't find out he was cheating during that time. She found out he was cheating within the last year. Right. And... Based upon how I read this, more than likely she went to the doctor, had a physical, found some things that was going on, and she realized that she had to confront him because she knows she didn't go nowhere to get right. him. Right. I'm loving be him. on you and Jesus. Absolutely. So she went to him and confronted him and found out that he had been cheating that, that long. Mm -hmm. And then she filed for the divorce. Now, her question is, I want to know how to move on and date given my physical condition the fear is the rejection the yeah. fear is a not being able to be back in the position of being a wife again yeah i think two things number one it's already bad enough that i find out that you've been cheating mm -hmm. number one to find out in a way that a doctor comes to you a third party that you do not know comes to you with no love, with no real compassion, just medical facts of here's what's going on. I think that's more devastating than anything because it's like, no, I ain't been doing nothing. How in the world? And then it has to slowly sink into what's been going on. That I've been changed. That I've, yeah, forever. I think, and then the last thing, the second thing I think that really automatically hit me, and as childish as this may seem, Imagine being that kid on the playground and everybody was like, oh, my God, I do not want to touch you. You have cooties. Yeah. And so I think about stuff like that, because no matter what we look like on the outside, if we feel like we have a limitation, if we feel like we have some, of some sort of handicap, our immediate response is always going to be. Well, now who's going to want me? Who's going to love? Who's me? going to love me? And with that being the case. While you're asking about your physical condition, we have isolated three conditions that you're actually suffering from, and the physical is the least of the three. Mm. That makes sense? Yes. Yes, okay. absolutely. 
the first condition, if we, if we can get started here, the first condition is the mental condition, okay? The mental condition. When we read the, when we read the letter, almost immediately, she said, what do I do? Mm -hmm. How, I am a wife. Right. I love being a wife. Mm -hmm. How do I get back there again without the rejection or without this physical prison that I've been entrapped yes. in? Yes, 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 yes. Okay. So her first concern is being where her drive has led her to be. She's been a wife for the last, we can say, around 20 years or so. Right. She's been, she's been that. The problem is, is that if you let that drive push you too hard mentally, you will find yourself jumping into a new relationship too quickly or going back to the old one only to feel the comfort of the space that you used to occupy. It's so very important, and that's the mental issue. Come on. Yes. No, no, no. Finish it. No, 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 no. That's the, that's the mental issue. That's the mental thing that we have to get through. And the reason why is because she's molded into being a wife, mm -hmm. but she's also molded into being his wife. I've been there for so I've been this for so long, but I've also been there for so long. Mm -hmm. So there is a, a, a connection with who you are and who you have been. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. And so mentally you have to actually move from that place in order to be prepared to be in a different mm. place. Go ahead. Were you going to say something, babe? I'm sorry. No, it's good. It's just really good. And I think... As you're moving from one place to being in a different place, one of the hardest things to do to even think about as you're even contemplating leaving a, a toxic situation, um, cheating and doing all this, I'm sorry, is, is, is a form of abuse. So um, while we're not advocates of divorce, we are advocates of you getting to safety. Um, but <clears throat> one of the things that women, especially us, always think about is think about, let's just say it's not a disease. Let's say it's children. One of the things that we always think that because we have children, nobody's going to want us. So a lot of times we stay with toxic situations just because, well, shoot, nobody else is going to want me. I might as well stick over here where it's comfortable. Nobody else is going to want me. We dealing with the same thing over here and he knows me. I know him. I might as well stay over here. And we lead with that fear or what Kenyon said is we lead with that fear in a way that says we just pour all of our frailties onto somebody just to wait and hope and see that they're going to love us and pick it up. And yeah. so we lead with that. We lead, you know, when I was younger and going through all the stuff that I went through, I would go and date, you know, be on dates and I would prematurely just, I've been through this and I've been through this and this happened to me and this happened to me. And I mean, people look like they're in a the headlights looking at me because I wasn't trying to scare them, but I'm like, well, shoot, I need to know if you're going to love me because the fairy tale said you're going to accept me just as I am. And it didn't happen. We scared people away. We led with that fear. And then we didn't do what Kenyon's going to lead us into right now. <laughs> well, first to answer the mental question, what you what we want you to do is we want you, number one, to control self-control and discipline that drive. Mm -hmm. Just because you're no longer his wife does not make you no longer a wife. Yeah. Just because he did what he did does not mean that you're no longer wife wife material. We don't want you to fall into a place where you feel like you're not enough. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
this was his failure not yours so mentally speaking take that drive we want to take that drive and acknowledge it I this is where I want to be but move it to the side and begin to cultivate yourself as a wife what I mean by that I'm not saying you're no longer a wife but you have to cultivate yourself as not his but someone's does that make sense yeah beginning with God I mean not yes. to be cliche but you really need to go back to Proverbs 31 and really read that. But it's very important. Go ahead. Go ahead. Because I, I, something just hit me. Okay. So just at Proverbs 31, before it was talking about a wife, it was talking about what to look for in the characteristics and qualities of a wife. The qualifications to be a wife was not to be a wife. The qualifications of a wife had a whole bunch of list of things. A wife is not a qualifier. A wife is an as a title. It's not an identity. It's a title that you take on once you find, you know, once a man or a mate finds you. But there are qualifications leading up to there that you need to get back to the heart of go okay even deeper mentally um since we since we did jump in the word a little bit one thing we want you to understand is that when it came to marriage in the word a woman went from one covering to the to the other yes she went from the covering of her father and the man went to the father and asked permission to marry her right okay and then as that man went away to prepare a place for his new wife the father continued to cover her in her purity. Yes, come on. Now, what a lot of people don't understand is, is due to the hardness of hearts, divorces came in. Divorce was the response to the hardness of hearts and abuse that was going on in, a show, in, in that society. Right. And what ended up happening was a lot of women had to go back home to be recovered. Mm. Jesus, so what I know we, where you're going. So what we ask for you is you have to recover after you get got out of under this particular covering because this covering failed you you didn't fail it failed so what you need to do is pick up your belongings pick up yourself pick up your heart and go back and recover okay get up under God's protection up under God's covering up under God's and, and as a new Christian this is this is the perfect place where you want to be does that make sense yes okay and then it leads to step number two the second issue we saw was the emotional condition there's always going to be an emotional condition when mm. it comes to being betrayed no one is betrayal comes with the inference that someone we loved who was supposed to love us failed us. Betrayal is the mo one of the most toxic words in the human language. And what it, it and even it it, it is it, it's like treason. It warrants a level of death. And in this case, it, the relationship died, but it does kill a part of us because we take someone else's betrayal as a statement about us. Right. We, right, take, right. we take their behavior as a statement about us, even though they're proven to be a liar. Mm. Do you mm. understand what I'm saying? Yes. A proven liar, someone who lies about everything, who, someone who's been lying for the last past five six seven ten years whatever the case may be mm -hmm. has become adept at that but we but when it comes to us when it comes to our heart we sometimes tend to believe them so there's an emotional reconditioning there's an emotional healing if you don't heal there 
what will happen is is you'll con you'll you'll start taking the blame for what someone else did to you right and we don't believe in victim shaming over here we don't believe that oh perhaps you didn't submit enough or perhaps you didn't give this or perhaps you didn't give that and i'm and i'm gonna tell you this right now i don't care if you are a husband or a wife and they do not give you what you need that is not a hall pass that is there is no excuse what that means is that you yourself is undisciplined enough and un uh, uncivilized enough to roam around like a beast right, looking right. for whom you may devour mm. as the enemy of your relationship so with that set aside let's get back to her mm. um, yes ma'am one Talk question to me. Tamara mm -hmm. asked so are you strong for forgiving someone after betrayal or weak you are see yes yes I understand I understand the question but Yes, ma'am. Talk to me. I think before we even answer that question, the real question, I would throw it back on you. How do you feel after forgiving them? How there's got to be a question, a reason why that question comes up. I'm not going to say it's a stronger weak thing just yet, but the, the, the reason why that question tends to come up, it's not that I feel weak for forgiving them. It's I feel stupid for forgiving them. Yeah. And so a lot of times, especially if we've repeatedly forgiven them over and over and over again, if you keep accepting them back. That's a different scenario than somebody who has hurt you, had an indiscretion, had hurt you one time. Y'all got counseling. Y'all got through it. But if someone continues to hurt you and then you continue to take them back, that's not a sign of weakness. That's a sign of an emotional habit that you have with them. Yes. It's not even a sign of forgiveness. That, that was going there next. You go ahead and go there. No, you go. You go, go, go. <laughs> it's not even a sign of forgiveness. And what we mean by that is a lot of people have mischaracterized and misperceived and misunderstood what true forgiveness actually is. Mm -hmm. What true forgiveness actually is, is releasing a debt. Right. It means that someone took something from you. You realize that they took it from you and you said you don't owe me that anymore. Thank you. It doesn't mean that you are that you have to let them in your presence to give them opportunity to take from you again. Right. It doesn't mean that you allow that you that you shuck and jive or sit and grin in their face or that you have to be comfortable with their presence. Listen, and, and this is this is in the book. I'm, I'm going to use yeah, that. Yeah, I'm using it in the book. If you own the store. And you hired someone as a cashier and you realize that they were taken from you. You got options. You can keep them, but move them off the cash register. You can say, hey, you took the money. You don't owe me anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. I let you go. I won't. You won't get in trouble. But you either get fired or you put them on the broom or you put them in a place where you can act where they can earn their trust. You earn your trust right. again. Exactly. Um, but one thing it doesn't mean that money is still gone that debt is still out there that debt still has to be paid there is just because you release them of that debt just because you release them from what they did to you in forgiveness doesn't mean you're no longer hurt i think a lot of people really believe that um forgiving someone means that i don't feel it anymore and that's not the case after you forgive someone you got to be put in a place of healing so are you are you weak no for let when when you let them back in that has nothing to do with forgiveness that has to do with your hope
That has nothing to do with forgiveness. That have to. That has to do with your habit, as Takara said. That has nothing to do with forgiveness. That has to do with your comfort. Yeah. And your familiarity, and wanting to see if it'll work because you love them. Yeah. Plain and simple. Okay. Plain and simple. Jeanette said, uh, "Sometimes I just feel stupid. I don't think I'll ever be the be the same." And I think, and if I can just say this, yeah, go ahead and say it, girl. This has not happened with us, but I've seen it happen in other relationships. Yeah. When there has been a situation of infidelity in a marriage, and let's just say the husband cheated on the wife, the wife feels stupid. She feels like she's never going to be the same. Can I just pull the room? Would you feel stupid if your partner, number one, actually showed their contrition, actually showed that they were sorry, actually did a full about face in their behavior and treated you like the queen that you know you are? Would you feel stupid if, if they decided and they made that commitment to be in there 110 percent consistently? consistently and actually decided to do right by you and actually allowed you to heal in a way by letting you see them in a way that they didn't treat you before because I'm not gonna feel stupid if I take my man back and I forgive him and he exhibits the behavior of somebody who is sorry and never going to do it again right I feel stupid when I take them back and they continue to hurt me and I do nothing about it but stay there and take it mm -hmm. period I'm just saying Right, right, right. So there's nothing wrong with receiving them back again. It's not assessing what you're receiving. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay, so with this, with this situation here, there's an emotional condition that undergirds her hurt. Um, and what we would recommend, remember we said she was molded as a wife and she was molded as his wife. Being molded in a relationship takes time. However, the abrupt stop or the abrupt shutdown of a relationship immediately causes destruction it's like mm -hmm. a car accident yeah okay sometimes the adrenaline um keeps us from feeling the pain but months later here we are with the neck brace on or whatever the case may be absolutely so the key is is that you're going to have to heal from this emotional condition you're going to have to as you take your time away to re to change, mm -hmm. to grow outside of him, outside of that situation, to grow outside of being that wife, you have to heal as a person. You have to heal as a woman. You have to get mm. to a place where you understand that his behavior does not dictate your definition. That's very important. And then we get to the physical condition. This is the easy part. This is the easy part. I know it's scary. I know that it is. He did this to you. And it's abusive. Yes. We understand that. Um, and there's no way to walk around that situation. Um, I was looking at the numbers. Uh, I, I, did, I did a little bit of research. Just trying to look it up. And I was looking at the numbers. This is an issue that pretty much 70% of the populace has. But that doesn't make it any better in one way or another. I guess. Right. But that doesn't make it any better. I understand. So you're saying 70 percent of the population is dealing with a form of HSV in one way or another. Exactly. OK. Exactly. Whether they know it or not. 
That's the estimate, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say, was that CDC? I can't remember what 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 site that was. Might I, have been the I CDC. Had to get back. Yeah, I had to get back to that. But the idea is that, that does not make it any better because you didn't have that before he did that to you, and it was not your choice. It'd be different if you were out there lollygagging all right. around, but this was not your choice to take on this thorn. Right. So here's what we'll tell you. In that situation. Now, the reason why we didn't lead with this is because that was your main prior concern concern. And if we led with this and answered this right here, you may not have looked at the other more important concerns of your mental and emotional conditioning. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, this right here, simple. So the first thing you want to do is you want to begin to work on the mental and emotional conditioning. And as you take that time, I give it about a year. Okay, as you take that time, what you want to do is you want to gain physical awareness about this, about HSV. Get all the information from your doctor, get all the treatment options, get all, get all the information and details you can. I'm going to tell you why. While that is initially for you, you want to go? No, no, okay. first that. While getting that information is initially for you and how to survive and how to live with this thing, it's also going to be for the person who you date who begins the process of getting closer and closer to you. And when you reveal that information, if they love you like they're supposed to love you, if they love you like they can love you, and you can be loved, don't get it twisted. Absolutely. You really can. Um, what they're going to do is they're going to start asking questions. The more confident you can answer those questions, the more confident they they will be about being close to you. Right. Um, okay how do we make love how do I do this how do I do that is how is it transferable what are the options what how do we deal with this how can we live with this it, and, 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 and you will have all those answers lined up to such a how can we decide to have children how can we have children with this you'll have all these answers lined up to such a degree that when you answer them with that confidence after taking the time um, they will be confident in being with you at the same time. That's easy. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did you want to add to that? No, I just wanted to say while you're also gaining that physical awareness and getting all of that information, let me also suggest that you find support groups that deal with this as well. Yeah. There's so many support groups out there and you would be surprised how many husbands, wives lead groups that help deal with this certain thing, how they love each other, how they connect with each other, how they work through it together. There are YouTube videos out there, but there are just support groups and there is mount, there are mountains of people out there that will help you through this as well because I feel like if this is something that if it were me I would have a very hard time telling one of my friends this let alone someone that I want to consider dating but there's nothing like the community of people who know what you're going through because they're dealing with the exact same thing and that can lend you that support as you go through it and get stronger and more confident in yourself while dealing and learning with about this also right exactly um there's a question coming in uh, we want to we want to connect with that question but just give we want to finish this real quick um and then while you're learning all that information here's my our last piece on answering this question learn how to date again mm-hmm. learn how to date again when we say that one of the things that concerned me the most was that you were um over you you, you were you were concerned about uh, rejection. Right, right. You are no less valuable. Oh, sorry. You are no less a wife. Mm-hmm. You are no less a woman. You need not be concerned about rejection and start learning how to reject. 
that wife in you is 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 worth holding on like a treasure and what you want to do is you want to put yourself in a position to make sure that you are not allowing yourself into in just any kind of relationship allowing your vulnerability just to go to anybody you want to put yourself in a position to make sure that you're protected that your gates are protected that you're protected mm -hmm. and so the, the the bottom line there is is that rejection is not the problem learning how to reject is learning how to yes. disqualify the yes. unqualified yes that's where you want to be that's where you want to raise yourself up to does that make sense yes because you still you still have to get to a point when you have your confidence you still have to I mean, you want to tell me to be quiet oh no 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 no, no. oh just, he's just, like touching my leg on the table i'm like is he telling me to shut up um <laughs> no, you still have to get to a place where you're confident and being uh, not being confident in who you are where you are even everything that you're carrying even if it's not ideal be not when you're not confident about that again you lead in fear and then you will take any and everybody who you think would love you it would cause you to settle so that's why we take a, you know a dating a moratorium dating time out in order to get to know you love you exactly as you are right now absolutely absolutely so thank you for listening to the soul ties podcast recorded live on facebook and distributed to itunes and soundcloud Help us spread the word by rating us, leaving a review, and sharing. And be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. If this episode has helped you and you're ready to begin your personal journey to freedom, visit us at thesoultiesdetox.com. If you have questions that you'd like us to answer live, please visit us on Facebook or Instagram and Twitter at Ask the Martins. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Soul Ties podcast. We hope you enjoyed the program.